It's time for Done Being Single with your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Scharf. If you're dating the same type over and over again, making the same mistakes and not finding love, then you're not done being single. What you need is some tough love dating intervention, Trevor and Robbie style. Whether you're new to dating or have been dating forever, we've got you covered. Now, here are your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Sharp. Welcome, everybody. Hi. How are you doing? How are you doing? All things considered? Yeah. Feeling fit? No. no. Feeling strong? No. Feeling studly? Yes. Cut? But no. Cut? Yeah. No. Why not? You've only had a year. I've been, I'm probably more cut than I've been in certain places. What places? Uh, chest up. You you have got no no I you have okay just f- so everybody knows it's not like we haven't been doing anything we have. Robbie, we do exercise. Um, and Robbie, ha- take off your shirt and show us your broad shoulders because no, you you really no you're all those pushups. It's okay. It's but they're paying off. They're paying off. No, no, yeah, you, you, I, I, I gotta it. give you some credit. Okay. Thank you. But, but that's, you know, it's from here to here that that's also here up is great here down. There is no here down. Something is something in here. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Why don't you take off your shirt and we'll get some viewers okay, you for the know first what? time. It, uh, I, I actually thought about doing that. Really? I did. <laughs> Not my full shirt, but showing. I don't know, think we could. Showing you my. I don't think we could handle my all six of, pack, all which I don't the, have anymore. And okay. you know what? I don't want a six pack anymore. No, I don't. Sure I kind of don't. don't. No, oh, you know what? I just don't. What's wrong with six pack? Jill's got a, our guest today's got a six pack. She's. She's packing. Yeah. Okay. She's you, amazing. Yeah, I know that. She's amazing. I used to be to watch, to look at. She's pretty amazing. No, she's inspiring. She's like yeah. what we all aspire to. But a six pack is is nice. You know, a, a keg is not nice. I know that. A, I have a little a fat I, I, tire. You know, we've been drinking. We've been exercising, but we've been drinking well, just as much. It's kind of a, it's the pandemic diet. It's so the COVID-15. Is- That's what we're going to talk about today. What does that mean? The 15 pounds that people, you know, it's like the freshman 10. It's the COVID-15. Is there a COVID-26? Uh, there is here. <laughs> there is here. <laughs> we've been doing good. We've, we've been trying. No gym. What would it be know... like if I wasn't doing my workout routines that I have been doing? Oh, pretty my consistently? God. It would really, would it, it would, I mean, okay. Because I think our, I think Jill is going to help us. And, help and I, I also have to give you a little credit for letting me help you. Because I was a trainer i have 150 years in the fitness business robbie does not take advantage of that he doesn't like when i tell him what to do or boss him around which is what i do because as a trainer come on i crack the whip you just it's just robbie doesn't like that so anyway but no, he, but, I, he, but, I, I, but but you've, you're you, letting look, me now. You know that you you I, you have accused me of being the, the worst client. You are the worst client ever. He talks back to me. He I'm also sasses very quiet. me. I get very quiet. He though. gets very stone face and sort of stoic and maybe I should get very stoned and that might help. He's like seething inside. You can you could just feel it. And then then when I give him too many directions, oh my god, his oh, head she, his head explodes. No, it's the compound direction. Well, because yes. I'll say to him, okay, engage your core, relax your shoulders, I, okay, bend your knees, one, keep your legs soft, yeah, relax one, your you know just, what we do, I, right? Enough. It's too much for him. Well, he can't. It's not too much for me. It's I think it's too much for anybody who wants to. Because I'm giving you good directions. Yeah, but you know when you compound them on top of one another before I can even get the first one out, it's because what do I what do I say? Let, Keep going as I'm talking. Keep going as I talk. Okay. I'm just giving you little yes. hints and, and you know, <laughs> little tips. Yes. To improve your form and function. And, and I love you for it. Come me. on. Thank you. I appreciate all it's of it. The maybe maybe not in the moment, but you know I do. Thank you. Okay. Anyway, Ooh. but enough about us. 
uh, we are going to talk about all things fitness and diet and nutrition and wellness and um my least favorite subjects you know how we've gotten through this year it's how we can get out of, almost when we can start drinking how we can get out of this year how we re-enter back into um normalcy what it's going to take for people to if you haven't gotten into shape you know the things now that we're kind of opening up right i think this, gonna, is, this is the really important thing here because people have been neglecting yeah. themselves to a certain degree, even though they're trying to work out at home, not in the gyms. But now that we're opening up, hopefully no excuses. safely, uh, gyms are now opening up. That's right. Nightclubs are going to be opening up. Movie theaters, we are going to try to find some normalcy in this craziness. And we don't want to look like the Michelin man. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yes. You know, you can run, but you can't hide mm -hmm. anymore soon you can so we, you're not gonna be able to and there, use there may be some pandemic as an excuse gigs in the future that i don't want to look like you know three other people on stage right in, <laughs> i like your attitude right where's am, that attitude? i'm motivated you, what i wouldn't be going to the park and doing these things if i wasn't you oh know my that. god i think you're just saying that because everybody's watching and listening to nobody's this. watching Okay, well, I like it. Take I like whoever off. you are. I like it. All right. Okay, let's bring Jill on because she's super badass, man. Jill is super badass, man. Okay. <laughs> that could be her her, her superhero. She's she really super is. badass, man. And you know what? I love her. Uh, I loved her before this show. Yes. I loved her the minute I met her. She's my colleague. Mm -hmm. She's my fitness homegirl. Yeah. Okay, Jill Brown helps people regain control of their bodies and eating habits. She is a physical transformation coach specializing in reshaping bodies, slowing down aging, and reversing back pain for bodies over 40, 50, and beyond. She is an in-person and online fitness trainer, functional strength, nutrition, and health coach, and group fitness instructor with a 25-plus year track record of transforming people's lives. She has a long list of certifications and specialties from leading organizations, including ACE, Stott, Pilates, Spinning, Precision Nutrition, L-Nutra, and more. Two of her specialties are intermittent fasting protocols for weight loss, excuse me, fat loss, longevity, and gut health, plus reversing back pain, back and neck pain. In her free time, she is a fur mama to two amazing rescue dogs, Rizzo and Louie, and she happens to be my friend, our friend, and like I said, fitness colleague, Jill Brown. Welcome back. Oh, and a returning champ. Come on in, Jill. Oh my gosh, not Jill's first rodeo here, no. the Dunbean single. Not my first rodeo. Yeah, oh, I just thought it would be a good time to talk. There's two types of people emerging from this pandemic, and those are the people who got in better shape and the people who put on the COVID-15. So I just thought, well, now that people are going to be heading back out into dating, people are going to see them in clothes other than Zoom. Uh, just the top up. I'm still wearing my workout pants from my Pilates class this morning. <laughs> I just changed the top for you. And uh, so now that people are going to be walking out the door and, and going on dates, I just thought it'd be a really good time to talk about what we can do to get back into shape or restart or reinvigorate our desire to look and feel better after COVID. Well, it's great motivation if you're single, because now's the time, if not now, when if not you, who, <laughs> um, to, that to that end though, I need to ask Jill a question yes. because, you know, getting re-entering the atmosphere, uh, as a single person, um, is daunting in, in fitness terms. And how do you, what do you suggest for the person that's really just starting back up again? It's some things that are safe if, and we don't have a gym yet, or maybe we do. Well, that's what I'm saying. As far as safety goes, like the number one thing you want to do is work with a private trainer, but you don't always want somebody to go to your house. I mean, there are states like Texas where I looked on Instagram and all the trainers I know in Texas, they've been business as usual almost all the time. But and then maybe in like some more rural areas. 
However, you know, we're mostly probably talking to people in larger cities and it's a bit more dangerous or precarious until everybody gets their shots to work with a one-on-one trainer. But I will tell you, if you can, if you do have the means to work with a trainer, here's an interesting thing, thing that happened. Um, so when the gyms had to shut down in the big cities, uh, trainers, I don't know if everybody knows this, but when you hire a trainer at the gym, the gym takes 50%. So if you're paying your trainer $150, the gym's getting 75, your trainer's getting 75. So what was happening was right after COVID ended, all these uh, trainers I knew just dropped their rates because anything over 75 was great to them and anything under 150 was a boon for their clients. They were dropping their rates to like 100 to 130, which was saving their clients like 30, 40, $50 a session. So it was actually very good, but not everybody has those means. What I what I saw also happen where people just said, all right, I'm going to work out on YouTube. And then now YouTube was injuring people because most of the like YouTube influencers that have really popular channels, there's no verbal cueing. There's no like brace your abs, pack your shoulders, sit your weight back into your heels, hinge at your hips, you know, inhale as you go down, exhale as you come up, whatever. There was no like really good cueing. And so people were getting injured from just following, like they had great music, beautiful editing, nice lights and graphics and a little pretty countdown timer in the corner. But with people just watching YouTube and not seeing what their own bodies were doing, they were getting hurt. So, I mean, I started teaching right away on Zoom because that way for people who needed me to see what they were doing, I would be, I was just moved all my group classes over onto Zoom and anyone who says, oh, I'm having a problem with what you said about this squad or whatever. I thought that was like the next best thing. Like you can't be there, but someone could, I can pin their video. I can look at them and be like, oh, no, you just got to sit back into your hips. Oh, I see why your shoulder's hurting because there are the two extremes. There's the people who can have somebody watch them like a trainer in real life. And then there's people who are getting hurt because they're just trying to follow along to some influencer on YouTube and getting zero feedback. So unless you really know your body, the intermediary level, I think, was working on Zoom. So there's a lot of trainers like me who have been teaching group classes um, on Zoom, and that's great because you get the camaraderie of other people, but you can have your camera off and watch other people, or you can ask the instructor questions in the beginning. It was, I really treated it for me just like I would teaching a group class at the gym. People come up to me and say, all right, I can't do anything because my shoulder's irritated. What should I do instead? And I could say, all right, every time we do a push or a plank, you're doing an elbow plank. Someone else says, oh, I have this issue with my hip. Okay, every time we do this, you're gonna do that. And so I can give them some feedback. So I thought Zoom was great for that because I could really treat it like a real class. I just couldn't really see everybody all at once except for before and after and then after class people would say hey i don't know if i was doing this exercise right can you watch me so i really treated it like a like a like a real group fitness class and i thought that that worked really well were you able to do this with multiple people on the zoom or is it just one-on-one well i did a couple of uh one-on-ones but i switched my one-on-ones to all nutrition coaching so that's uh, we'll save that for a set for another minute robbie but with as far as group classes go you know people are all over the country so they can't always be there at the same time so my people on the east coast would do the class i taught the next morning you know and then usually people are always going to have the same questions right so if like mary as an example says oh i have this shoulder injury then i could say oh you know anybody with a shoulder injury don't do this do this instead and then that would help the person doing the class the next day you know this because there's always like the same three or four questions if one person has it someone else is going to have it so i thought it worked really really well so i think that that is the, the 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 best thing you can do now if you're not ready to go to the gym and i say that because of course i'm a gym rat you know i met trev at a gym i of course always recommend you know going to the gym but number one we're not sure how safe is it going to be um you know you're never how clean is everything really uh what happens if somebody coughs in your vicinity and moreover this is a huge thing and i know you guys don't know this uh, or i don't experience this but I'm gonna say, at least half the people listening to this are gonna say this, I, I'm not in good enough shape to go to the gym. Heard people, that. Yeah, right, I don't wanna go to the gym because- oh my God, I've heard people, that so many times. When you walk into a gym, how many people are, are really like overweight and out of shape? Yep, there's a handful. So out of thousands of people, there's a handful of people who have the, the guts and the cojones to walk in there and be like, all right, I'm a work in progress, let's go. And they're very self-conscious. 
the funny thing is, you know, really nobody's looking at them. Everyone who is in really good shape, who's looking at the very overweight person walking into the gym is not thinking, wow, that person, it, what an embarrassment. What we're all thinking is, wow, that person's got balls, good for them. We're all in our minds, we're giving them applause. But still, that doesn't take away the fact that all eyes are gonna turn to the one person that sticks out or the two people that stick out. So I get it, and that's why I think that still utilizing Zoom is probably the best way. You'll get the one-on-one -on -one feedback. You'll be able to ask questions before and after. If you don't want someone to watch you during the workout, you can turn your camera off and then talk to your trainer or your instructor after. Or you can leave the camera on, you know, and just kind of flag and be like, hey, can you watch my, watch my squat or make sure I'm doing this right during the class? So I, I think it's been really beneficial. Now, I know and I hear this all the time because I did go back to the gym to teach. Um, I'm going to be teaching one day a week right now till I'm vaccinated. And uh, the first thing that I saw, I saw, so now Trevor and I and Robbie, we're in the Beverly Hills area. So I walk into a Beverly Hills gym where everybody has a you know, beautiful house and there's not one person who doesn't have the ability to make a beautiful gym space. But some people, and God bless them, they just can't work out in their house. They're housewives and they're like, I've got to get out of the house, I'm going mad. I understand those people. However, the people who just say, I don't like to work out in my house, even though they have a little bit of space, to them, I have to say, you can make your space look decent. You don't need a whole lot of room for at-home workout. Like behind me, you can see, I just have this kind of like maybe 10 by six mat. So these are the mats that they, that they use for gym flooring. 60 bucks, you can get them at Lowe's, Home Depot. Um, I order mine online. I actually have two sets of them, one thinner, one thicker. It is the same as gym flooring, 60 bucks. And just that black stuff I have back there, you just have your perfect workout space. I can do some side shuffles, inchworms, burpees, pushups, there's plenty of space in just this. So if you can just find 10 by six and then put some, you know, maybe put like, I have that little stool from Ikea right there. You don't need everything that I have. I mean, I set up this room to be like a, a full studio, but people, it's surprising how much less space you need than you think. Seriously. That's true. No, yeah, ten by ten. There, there's, oh, ten is plenty. That's all you need. There's a lot to unpack in, in what you what? did. Start, there, so there's a lot to unpack in what you were just talking about, starting with the queuing, which is that that's the word that Robbie hates. He hates not the word queuing. It's the queuing I give you. It's it's the embrace your core, shoulders down, knees bent. He hates it. No, it's not that I hate it. I, I, I'm, you know, let's, let's do one. One thing, but that's you get what, it, and then you can add the other thing. And then okay. But when you put six things on yeah, top of the Yeah, but Jill makes thing. a good point. And that's the beauty of Zoom. It's the interactivity. Yeah. It's, the, it's the ability to observe. So maybe we should do it on and, Zoom, you and I. And it, yeah, that's funny. And the ability to give feedback is so important. And, and that's what you lose when you're doing it on your own. I mean, I'm all for it. So, listen, I, I think having a trainer is fantastic. I love having a trainer. Um, you can't always have a trainer. So, but what you can do is find a, a medium that has the ability to observe you and modify and, and give you feedback, right? Which, yeah. I, I mean, ask questions I fantastic. and ask questions and you can watch them and help them and motivate. And, right? and even if they don't do it live after they watch the playback. So that's the thing is like on Zoom, you get the playback the next day. And then you can say, hey, I was having trouble with this exercise. That's and then so once you're enrolled with somebody and you're taking their Zoom classes, you can shoot them an email saying, hey, I didn't really get this. And so what I've actually done is in the next day, then I give a quick tutorial. Okay, we're about to start class. Somebody had a, had a question about this. And then I do a quick review for everybody. Because like I said in the beginning, everyone has the same questions. If you, if you think you're not the only person doing something wrong, you're not the only person whose shoulders hurts doing pushups. So then when somebody emails me back a question, oh, this was hurting when I was doing that. It's just really, I think it's the, it's, I think the Zoom workouts are the best thing uh, that, that uh, bridges the gap between YouTube where you're just on your own free for all, or just watching an app. Nobody, you don't have a, you're not looking at a mirror, you're watching the screen. So you can't see what you're doing. Zoom, you can see what you're doing and you can see what the trainer is doing. And then you have the interactivity of being able to ask a question before class. Hey, this hurts. What should I not do? Okay. Hey, I was, was I doing this right? You have the interactivity. And I think it's the next best thing to having a, to having a trainer. And it's so much less expensive. I mean, you know, most classes, you can just buy one class at a time for like five, six, 10 bucks. Mm -hmm. 
you know, whereas going to a gym, you know, you're, you're paying well over that if you're going to like a nice gym. There, there are workarounds to everything. And if yeah. there's a will, there's a way. I've said it uh, a million times over the course of 2020. If you wanted to get in shape or if you wanted to find love or if you wanted to date, there are ways to do it. And I, I do agree with you with the, um, oh, I, I, can't, I can't work with you until I lose some weight. Like that's the, that, I used to hear that a lot when I was a trainer. Oh, well, just wait a little bit. You know, let me just kind of get into some shape. That's before, like cleaning the house before the maid before gets Before we start working together. Or it's like, it's like the, the um, mentality that people have that they can't, they can't find love until they've done the work, which yeah. no, you, you can, and it's, it's possible. And it, doing the work is work in progress. No, and we're no, always no, doing the work. That, that no, might be but the there are a lot of, of people that go, oh, no, no, I got to work on myself. I have to work on myself oh. before I can find love or before I can, I, I agree to an extent, but I, I think it's, it is the, it's the journey. Does that work it's when I process. say, I have to say, I have to have lunch before I work out. No, not, I'm not well, let's look at it this way, though. How many people, of all the people that say, oh, I can't join a gym because I have to lose weight first. Well, the, you know, people, if you're looking for an excuse, you'll find one. So it's always just an excuse because you can start your workouts from home first, very inexpensively, you know, with somebody you know, on Zoom, or even if you feel like, you know, maybe you had a dance background or a sports background. So maybe you are, you know, pretty uh, cognizant of your, uh, of your kinesiology um, and you do get started at home. People don't, they always say, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll start at home. And then when I lose 10 pounds, I'll join the gym. In, but they don't. So, you know, the, the, the excuses are like, you know what, everybody's got one. And if yes, you and they use them. look hard enough, you'll find one. So the thing is now we've come to a time where we're going to be out there, right? And everyone's going to be looking like, how big are your roots? Oh, mine are two inches. You know, how much, have you had Botox? No, you can't get that close to your doctor. Oh, my, the eyes are drooping. You know, people are going to see all the shit that happened <laughs> over the year. So what you might as well do is, you know, start your exercise now. And the other thing that was a big problem, I think, during COVID is people were eating way more and eating poorly and self-medicating with, you know, alcohol and, you know, pot for where it's legal, even where it's not legal. <laughs> and, uh, and that also causes more weight gain. And so it was like a double-edged sword. So, you know, people really did gain that COVID-15 and more. And I see it. I mean, I walked into the gym and people I hadn't seen in a year were like, whoa, okay. Yeah. That okay. So, so but I want to also add fear. Fear can make you weight, uh, gain weight. Yeah. Anxiety, anxiety makes you gain weight well, or, or not. And, I, or, or, like in my case, I can't eat when I'm anxious. Uh, I, bleh, I can't, some people can't stop eating right. when they're, and everybody's been in, in this heightened state of fear and anxiety for a year. And so I get it. I get how it happens. And you're sitting around, you don't want to go out. You want to go outside. It com compounds itself. Yeah. So I think that for our viewers and listeners, giving them a sort of a step-by-step -step beginner, easy, doable, uh, little routine, um, starting with what how they can make changes to their diet and then taking baby steps to start to get a little bit more active. And oh, well, by the way, before we start, before you give us the answer, I just want to say that um, your living room is a gym. I mean, I, I've always said I can, I can change your body in your own living room. I can. You don't need fancy schmancy. Right. Although what you have is fantastic behind you. But the truth of it is you using your own body weight and zoom and, and getting a little creative thinking outside the box and, and using the best of what you got is you can do it. I said it from day one, you, you can get in the best shape of your life during a pandemic. I, I, I well, I, of course, I, I agree. I mean, there's, it just, it, so it depends. So it depends on where you're starting from, right? So people who are extremely fit, you know, I, I was extremely fit before the pandemic. I definitely lost like a nice chunk of fitness just because, you know, I don't have, I mean, I can't do hundred pound deadlifts because I don't have hundred pounds worth of weights, but I have my body, my body weighs over hundred pounds. So I'm able to use that. So but what I was going to say was the big excuses that I hear, and this is why I just want to make sure like stop this excuse of like, I don't have space, push some furniture out of the way, 
get one of these like gym flooring things for 60 bucks and then put a few little nice things around just have a little like nice little bench and you know a little nice water bottle a little towel yoga mat put up a couple of plants and just create a nice little tiny 10 by 10 area for yourself and that is all you need and some people say oh i'm distracted my kids my this my that whatever I mean, so your kids can run around and they can play in the back. Just don't leave 40 pound kettlebells for them to knock their heads on. But so the excuses have to have to stop now if you're going to be getting out there and want to be attracting a mate or feeling good and more confident and getting over the depression and the anxiety of COVID. Because the more you exercise, the less anxiety and depression you're going to have proven it is a drug. It is it is proven chemical release that it fights depression and fights anxiety to exercise. So if you're feeling anxious about starting exercise, I promise you, oh, I'm anxious. I don't want to start an exercise program because I'm nervous. I might hurt myself. Once you start exercising, that's going to go away. Right. It's like we, we get ourselves all our panties all up in a bunch being like, oh, I, I don't even know how to start. I'm scared to start. Well, the way you start is just find an instructor who's teaching Zoom classes where they can give you some feedback or freaking join your gym if you're willing to you know go outside and open and go to the gyms that are opening and or my recommendation just create a nice little space 10 by 10 somewhere in your house what i did before i moved down here so i was living up i have a duplex i was living upstairs i didn't have a gym space like this so i took my uh i took my um dining room table i pushed it against the wall so if i wanted to eat there i could eat there and i put my my uh my laptop right on the dining room table and then i got that gym flooring and that right where my dining room table was perfect gym space right there i had like i had like a 8 by 12 space perfect that's all i needed so and then equipment wise people are like oh i don't have equipment all the classes I've been teaching, we use a light pair of dumbbells, a heavy pair of dumbbells, and some bands. And for anyone who has a kettlebell, I show them kettlebell stuff. So I, I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page, that the excuses have to go away. It's going to make your life feel better because you're going to look better. You're going to raise your confidence. You're going to have less depression and less anxiety. So you have to start. Anyway. So I was one other thing. I did lose all my clients that I trained one on one with, obviously, when the pandemic started, because I had to be like right on top of them. So what I did was I switched to doing nutrition coaching. So if you if, if you can't out train a bad diet, so if you are sitting there eating like you know, tons of like processed food, junk food, if you're stress eating, maybe screw the workout program maybe screw that maybe just like go out for walks now that you can get outside and walk as the weather is warming up forget the exercise walking is really all you do need to get started and work with someone who's going to help your nutrition clean some shit up mm -hmm. okay okay can so, we start please yeah i want to Okay, so I want Jill and all in us to to create a little, let's say, a four or five step uh, begin intro to fitness. Uh, losing 101. the COVID fifteen. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay, that's it. Good. Okay, losing the uh, like a four or five step uh, little program we can give our viewers and listeners right now to losing the COVID fifteen, starting with number one, ditch the excuses. Number two, are you, are you, number two, go ahead. What? This is, come on, Jill, go ahead. Number two. Okay. Well, I yeah, thought Robbie, yeah. was, Robbie was going to chime in with number two. No. Yeah, number one. Yeah, go number two in a minute. <laughs> and as we all know, because I know Trevor, you're a coach too, and I'm a nutrition coach and a fitness coach. Uh, and what's the number, even before Ditch the Excuses, well, I guess Ditch the Excuses could be, you know, the precursor to find your why. Why? why do you need to start getting in shape and if if you just jot down a notepad right now i don't think there's one person watching or listening to this that can't come up with five to ten reasons why right this second like right off the top of your head why want to look good want to feel good i have anxiety i have i have depression want to say I, I need to move because i'm sitting at a desk all day i'm doing too much work i'm eating crap food there's a, a million reasons why my and clothes then, don't fit my clothes don't fit. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to start dating again, or people are now going to see me in real life. Like oh, I can't just, I can't just hide from the waist up, you know? So people, so, so I think that there's a million reasons to ditch the excuses and you just have to think of what are your whys and 
All you need are two good wives, not even, you only need one good wife. And how's your house? Wives or wise? Okay, not ditch your wives. Well, I think that probably has to. I have to, but. That's that's how I feel now. Oh, I I lost 130 pounds. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I killed my wife. I divorced I my got, wife. Right. I got rid of my wife. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's see. Uh, ditch the excuses. Yes. Uh, what, what are your reasons? You need right. your number three. Um, this is before you even get put on the- your sneakers on and go for a walk. Okay. I'm 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 thinking of the let's, easiest, okay. most undaunting, doable fruit program. Let's get to, to the start. Give me the first thing you want to let somebody know when you're they're in front of you and it's time to let's work out what what's the first thing if you assess them and say okay here's what you need well what what if she doesn't have what would you know what if somebody doesn't have i'm just saying what does a person need to do you we already established the steps to take we established that now we're now we're in the gym with with jill and i want to find out what what if they don't have a okay so let's just say zoom okay go ahead they 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 find you on zoom that's number three me or you, anyone that you've liked. So if you've been, if you've joined a gym before, chances are at least half the instructors and trainers that you knew are teaching group classes. Um, so just find someone that you align with. Maybe like, so my market is, you know, I work with bodies that are in their forties, fifties and beyond. Cause I specialize in people that have had, that have traveled a few miles. They've got some, they've got some wear and tear and some damage, <laughs> some road damage on their bodies. And so I like to work with people who have had some injuries who are afraid of getting re-injured so that I can always help uh, uh, help ease their fear of movement uh, with injuries because I'm, I'm fraught with injuries too from a lifestyle of, of fitness, years and years and years, thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands. A lot of mileage on this body. High mileage bodies, yeah. So I, I do specialize in high mileage bodies and people that are that are a little bit afraid because I'm I, I coach very specifically. Like I really you know, go to the rudiments, but maybe you want someone who's a triathlon coach. You may be like, Oh, I think I'll break out of this and start doing, maybe I'll start training for half marathons or maybe I'll start training for triathlons or whatever your, whatever your goal is. You have to have your why, and then you have to have your, and we, I'm sure y'all have heard Tony Robbins, maybe talk about the uh, Charles Dickens process. So if I don't start now, and this is your motivation. If I don't start now, where am I going to be in a month from now? I'm going to be in the same place. Where am I going to be in a year from now? Probably worse. Where am I going to be in five years from now? A whole lot worse. Where am I going to be in 10 years from now? You know, I'm going to look like shit, feel like crap and be, you know, a foot and a half closer into the grave. So you have to maintain your motivation. And one of the good things about being with someone on Zoom is that the link comes to you, your workout starting in an hour, link comes to you. Oh, you missed your workout. Here's the replay. So it's good accountability. It's good accountability, and you know some other people are going to be there too. So that's the other thing I like about Zoom is that it really does play into accountability because you have to have your motivation, you have to have your why, and where to start. Where are the five steps? You've just got to start moving. Find the person that aligns with you. I mean, people were just like searching nutrition coaches for over 40, um, fitness trainers for over 50. And that's how some people found me. Or you're on Instagram and you're like, oh, this person looks like they're my speed. And, you know, see, they probably have classes going on. So it's just shopping, do some window shopping, do some Google searching or window shopping. And maybe the best bet is get a recommendation. Who are your friends using? Like most of the people I got came to me from people who used to take my classes and then they told their friends who were sitting home feeling crappy and word of mouth. So three things you do is window shop, you know, Google, uh, look around Instagram or whatever to find somebody who's teaching classes online, you know, search online fitness trainers, uh, hashtag, and then um, uh, ask around, ask some friends who's having a really good, you know, a good experience. So it's not hard to get started. You just have to kick yourself in the butt and say, where am I going to be in another month? So now we're in February now, I'm sorry, March now, where are you going to be in spring? You're going to be outside, you're going to be you know, shopping, you're going to feel like crap about you know, how you look, blah, blah, blah. So you got to keep your motivation going by reminding yourself why you're doing it. Okay, great. Now let's, let's transition to nutrition because eventually you're going to have to take a look at what you're eating and your lifestyle. Yeah. So how do, without freaking people out, what are the small things that they need to do? The little, the little habits, the little things that they start, need to start implementing. Yeah. Just open up your cabinets, 
and turn the back of the package around and look at the line that says added sugar. All that added sugar is making you pre-diabetic and giving you metabolic syndrome. So one of the reasons people have gained weight is not just from eating more. Some people are not eating more, but they're eating packaged foods. They're ordering takeout. And to make food taste good and more palatable, they add a lot of junk to stuff. So the number one thing I do is I have people, number one, do more home cooking, which pro people probably have been doing the, during the pandemic. But if you're buying stuff that is home cooking where it's just add water and stick in a pot, you know, like craft, that's not home cooking. Look at, just turn your labels over, see how much added sugar you're eating a day. The majority of Americans eat average 250 to 450 grams of added sugar a day. Do you know what the healthy amount is? 25 grams a day. 25 grams of added sugar a day is what we're supposed to be eating, right? That is like, you know, that is a total of six tablespoons of sugar, or is it six teaspoons? I forget. But like six spoons of sugar is the total amount of added sugar for your entire day for health. You know, and that that it, it better. I mean, I know people that eat absolutely zero. I have, have done absolutely zero. That's pretty hard because even honey is count counts as added sugar, molasses. Just turn around the package. If it's added sugar, count it up, see how much you're eating a day, and then look at your serving sizes. So when you're eating a package of something, most people say, oh, I'm, I had one serving. No, that's one package. One package is four servings. So you just had four servings of something. So that's where I start. Just look at what you're eating. And then now, then I would, you can do it yourself. Uh, you can go onto MyFitnessPal or Lose It or one of those apps that help you count calories. Is it fun? Probably not the first day or first or second day while you're getting used to, you know, inserting your numbers in the food that you eat. But once you just get, it's like, like any new app. I mean, we have to learn how to use editing apps and apps to make our freaking Instagrams look good. You learn that app. You can learn how to type in, you know, tuna sandwich and then find the kind of tuna you had, you know? So start using an app to just see where you are. And then if you don't want to do it all on your own, then, you know, hire a nutrition coach. There's people who do group, I do group coaching and individual coaching. And then the third thing that I recommend, so first look at your labels, get that added sugar down. Number two, just get an app, learn it, just get over the fact, you know, all you learned how to use YouTube. You can learn how to use Lose It. Um, and then uh, work with a coach if you can get into a group program, join some kind of accountability group that has good tips. And my biggest one is I coach intermittent fasting. And that does a whole lot of good for people. I specialize in intermittent fasting coaching because number one, you can be doing it just for weight loss. And by weight loss, I do mean fat loss. You can be, and let me say something else is that on certain intermittent fasting protocols, you might actually add muscle. You can gain muscle by doing it. So you might not see a big jump of drop a big drop in numbers on the scale but you'll see the way your clothes fit are different you'll see that muscle mass is going up and fat's going down so you're going to look smaller and tighter then the other thing you can do for is gut health because people have been eating some pretty crappy foods and that screws with your gut biome so by intermittent fasting you actually improve gut health proven and then longevity proven through autophagy question yeah about intermittent fasting so I, I don't typically eat breakfast. Uh -huh. In fact, I don't eat till I, sometimes I don't eat till like lunch. I mean, and it's not because I don't want to, I'm just not hungry. And Robbie doesn't understand for the life of him because he wakes up super hungry. No, I, like, I do not wake up hungry, but I do wake up with a pattern of eating. It sets my day up that way. So, okay. So Okay. Would it be um, in his best interest to try not to eat breakfast? And it, if your body okay. is- I get, I get tons of questions on this. I'm on Clubhouse. If naturally not, if we, we don't wake up hungry, are we already, is that considered intermittent? Am I already fasting? Two things. Um, one, one thing I tell people is when they're going to start an intermittent fasting protocol is hunger is not an emergency. Nobody died from skipping a couple of meals. You won't even die if you don't eat for a month. You will not die. 
you'll get very skinny. So hunger is not an emergency. You can skip meals. All right. Number two, um, hunger is often habitual. So a lot of people who eat breakfast eat out of habit but not always. There's something called a chronotype. So you two might have two different types of chronotypes. So I'm not hungry in the morning either, just not. I wake up, when we wake up in the morning, um, we get a burst of cortisol that gets just shot out. That's like, get up, start hunting or whatever our you know, ancestors would do in the morning. So we get a shot of cortisol. And for some people like you and me, Treva, um, and a lot of people are just not hungry in the morning. It's like your brain starts going, the cortisol, you get some adrenaline kick and that, uh, and that blunts your appetite. Other people wake up in the morning and they're hungry and that can either be their chronotype. So in other words, it's biological. Sometimes it's just habit. It's like, oh, my mom always fed me at eight o'clock in the morning. I got to eat at eight o'clock in the morning. That's habit. And then the third thing about uh, eating in the morning is that if you end your eating at night, that's a, uh, the early at night, that's a good thing. So if you eat at 8 a.m. and you finish your dinner at 5 p.m., that's excellent. But if you start eating at 8 a.m. and you don't finish eating till 10 p.m., that's not good. Your gut doesn't have a chance and your stomach doesn't have a chance to digest everything. One thing that will make you hungry in the morning is what you ate the night before. So what you eat before you at your last meal will directly impact how hungry you are the next day. I think what happens though is that Treva does not wake up hungry or wanting to eat. And so she'll have a cup of coffee maybe around 10, 11 o'clock and she'll end up eating something maybe around 12, 30, one o'clock. And she really ends up having two meals <laughs> or a little snack at around 3.30 or four. And we have dinner at 7.30. 30, eight o'clock. And that's kind of a normal time for us. And, but you, when you recount what you've had for the day, it's usually two meals. Yeah. It, and also, and that's not probably healthy. No, I know. Wait, wait, why is that not healthy? I, I just, um, it's very healthy. I think she complains about other things going on in her system. So I'm thinking that that might be a symptom of that. Oh, no, it's not eating two meals a day. You can have just one meal a day. You can have no meals a day. And so what you're eating affects your, your system. So, you know, you might have some kind of intolerance to a food that you didn't realize, and that will cause some havoc in your gut. So, you know, there's a, it, on the surface, intermittent fasting sounds very simple. It's like, okay, I'm going to eat from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. and then I'm done, then eat again at 8 a.m. But then it does go into much more depth, which is why it is good to work with a coach or a group of people who know what they're doing with intermittent fasting because there's a lot of a lot of science behind it but two meals a day is very healthy one meal a day is perfectly healthy if you think about we've only had refrigeration for less than 100 years we there has never been a time until this little micro dot of history that we're in right now on our giant timeline of being on this earth for five million years we are at if you take the 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 head of a pin on the timeline of humanity, that's how long we have had refrigeration for, the head of a pin. For the rest of life, we ate food when it was available. The purpose of a fat cell is to store energy for when you have no food. People who eat all day long never burn fat. They only burn the food that they ate in their last meal. So if you eat every three or four hours, you're burning breakfast at lunch. You're burning lunch when you're burning your lunch food by the time you have had dinner you're always burning just what came in you're never accessing fat stores fat stores are designed if we didn't have fat cells we'd be dead fat cells are there for when food is scarce that's what fat is stored energy for when got no food <laughs> uh, i have another question yeah for jill do you have any comments what? about what you just said yes i it, yes i have a question as it pertains to what you just said about eating all day what about the diets that advocate for um, uh, uh, small meals throughout the day or like snacks every three hours? And wh why did they say that? I don't know. I've just. Okay, I'll tell you why. Well, they, to keep <laughs> blood sugar from getting too high or too low. And I never understood. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. It is based on, on uh, theories. All right. So let's break it down. So. The three meals a day plus snacks, I believe, came from the food industry because they want you to eat regularly and buy snacks, right? Our ancestors didn't do that. They didn't have a grocery store to buy three meals. They didn't say, no caveman said, oh, it's sun's up, breakfast time. 
oh, it's noon, lunchtime. Oh, it's going to be sundown soon. It's dinner time. Said no caveman ever. Like that is not in our in, in our biology, right? That was created by by food, by the food industries. You know, there's eight or nine companies that that manufacture ninety percent of the food. Yeah, I mean, eight or nine companies manufacture 80 something percent of all of the food that we eat and they want to sell you food. So there's no reason. Now, the theory of eating the small meals a day were kids of the 80s that came from Nancy Reagan's nutritionist. They said, oh, Nancy, how do you stay stuff in? Oh, I eat a lot. I eat five or six small meals a day like a bird <laughs> to keep my blood sugar levels steady. Intermittent fasting makes you insulin sensitive. So what is better for you is to, is to be insulin sensitive. Every time your body just keeps pumping insulin into your body, you are wearing down your pancreas. Your pancreas never gets a break. You're eating all freaking day long. So it's no good. Your pancreas is creating insulin. There's constantly insulin being pumped around your body. Your body cannot burn fat in the presence of insulin. So if you're eating all day long, That's the what only I thought. The only reason why people like Nancy Reagan, all right, and I'm, hopefully all you guys are over 40 watching this. Okay, if you're under 30, Nancy Reagan was that was Ronald Reagan's wife and she was this skinny and everyone wondered what she ate because she was the skinniest first lady ever. And she had a nutritionist and an astrologer. So the theory was keep your blood sugar level steady. That is a bunch of absolute hogwash. Nobody believes that anymore. Here's the people I would say to do that. People on certain medications who need to take their medication with food, people who are um, a bulimic or anorexic, better for them to eat small meals than to gorge. People with binge eating disorder, better to train yourself to have small meals. Um, and uh, people who had a gastric bypass surgery because they can't eat a big meal. So those are three main populations of people that I will not coach to do intermittent fasting. Mm -hmm. right. So hopefully that's all making sense. Yeah, but no, no, totally. yes. when, you're eating, you know, when you're eating all day long, you're, every time you put food in your mouth, pancreas shoots out insulin. You can't burn fat. You can't, your body will shut off fat burning when insulin is yeah. in there. Why do some people lose weight doing it? Because they're eating less calories overall than their body's burning. Yeah, well, that, this is all true. My mother was a type one diabetic and super thin. Yeah. And she didn't get diabetes because she was ever fat. She, we don't, I don't know how she got it, but um, she was always really thin and yeah. diabetes, it, it, she peed out all of her calories. And so I know that sometimes it doesn't have anything to do with being overweight, although there's a lot of um, precautions that, I mean, even I take, because I know that there's a, you know, it's in my family, it could be inherited. So I'm always really careful about it. But I, I also think that you should eat when you're hungry. Like you should only eat when you're hungry. Yeah, well, not when you're starving, you know. No, no, but but eat when you're hungry. Yes, exactly. Because yeah. you're saying to you, I'm hungry, give me food, and food is fuel. Robbie, on the other hand, is a musician. Has I'm going to have to say no. I Food is fuel, but fat is also fuel. Okay. So let your body burn fat. That's what I say. Because most people who are hungry all the time, they're not fat burners. They're carb burners. They only know how to burn carbohydrates and that's why they're hungry all the time. So what you eat before you go to bed or your last meal of the day, very, very important. Uh, your pancreas is an organ. As we know, all organs in our body, just like parts of a car, will wear out. If you're eating, even if it's small meals, if you're eating you know, constantly, you're constantly taxing your pancreas, your liver, and your kidneys, and you're not giving your organs a break, even if you're not overweight. And then as far as your mom goes, I mean, I never had the honor or privilege to meet your beautiful mother, although I've seen pictures and we know where you got your gorgeous looks from, Trev. But um, yeah, so what you eat is very important. There's three levers or three dials we can turn that affect, uh, th that affect our, our diet. What you eat, so what kinds of foods, was she eating foods that are um, low protein, low fiber, highly processed or high carb? That is the worst thing for someone who is diabetic and I have diabetes in my family, but most people in my family died of diabetes, so that's why I'm really careful with it. My mom died of diabetes and heart disease. 
my grandmother had diabetes, my uncle. Anyway, uh, so what you eat, the types of food you eat, how much you eat. So are you overeating? Because all the extra calories, if you don't burn them, they turn into body fat. And body, Your body fat are like, hey, I'm open for business. It's like a motel with vacancy. I'm always here for you. Extra food, go into my fat cells. And then, um, and that's what insulin does. It carries the food in your blood to where it's needed not needed, you're not exercising, you're not moving, oh, let's go right into those fat cells. That's what insulin is a carrier. If you don't secrete insulin all day long, then your body's gonna have to burn the stored fat that the insulin previously put in there. So what you eat, how much you eat, and when you eat. So people who eat late at night definitely have more gut problems. Every single person that I have nutrition coach with intermittent fasting who had a gut problem, gone. Not, not one person has a gut problem. I mean, I'm sure I haven't met every single person in the world, but if you have something like SIBO, small intestinal bacteria overgrowth that you're always gonna hear from these functional medicine doctors, if you have um, some sort of gastrointestinal distress, bloating, blah, 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 discomfort, it will go away on the right intermittent fasting protocol. Shockingly, what I learned from my mother being diabetic is that foods that we would normally think are safe and good and, and not um, high in sugar, uh, like are potatoes. Um, well, if you eat potatoes, you need to cool the potatoes for her um, or pasta um, was as dangerous as eating a Twinkie. That's because of sugar. It was it converted to pure sugar. Starch is a is a fancy word for sugar that comes from plants. Yeah, that's all. Starch is sugar that's in a plant. Um, Lovey. Yes. What's the code of the road I was getting at earlier? Code of the road for a musician. Yeah. Uh, sleep when there's a bed. Eat when there's food. I won't say it shit when there's a toilet uh there's uh and there's a couple others i will not say but okay, those are the big but, ones but but eat when there's food because i guess you don't know when there's you're times gonna, when you you're not going to be around a restaurant be, or food so, so you, you wanna, better eat you wanna, even if you're not hungry even if you're not hungry yes yeah that's bad advice yeah it's bad it's fair it's it's a, it's, a, it's code of the road for musicians because you don't know if you're going to be on the road and you're not going to be in between truck stops or whatever so if you're at one and you're not hungry get a sandwich anyway and you might not eat it at that moment, but at least have it. So, yeah, I, I, um, my previous life was all about like hanging out with musicians and all my friends are musicians. And, uh, you know, I used to play bass in some punk rock bands poorly, but I understand, I understand. I, that. We oh, yeah. I don't think I knew that, Jill. No, I used to play bass in punk rock bands poorly too. Really? Well, I, I have, I have a 76 Gibson Thunderbird sitting in my garage. What? Uh-huh. And in an early 19... And in, I have my Goya Panther, too, right here. Jill, you're holding out on us. Oh, yeah. I have a 76 Gibson Thunderbird in, a, in an early 80s um, Fender... Uh, what do I have? A Mustang. I have a Fender Mustang. Love it. I told good you for she you. was badass. Badass. Yeah, I wasn't good. I just know my scales because I took music lessons as a kid. So, you know, I just, I know, I know the scales so I can play. Okay, well, kids. Could have been a go -go. They were looking for a, a basis. Was, I wasn't good. I was a hack, but I mean, it's like, oh, we're in the key of E. Okay, yeah, I can do it. But anyway, so I know the code of the road and it only works uh, until you're 29. <laughs> very true. And it doesn't work anymore. So yeah, if you're under 29 and you're watching this, yeah, code of the road, fine, fine with me. But after 30, metabolism does start to change. 35, 100%, think you're going to notice a difference. And if you're genetically blessed, you won't notice it till 40. But you will because your pancreas, your organs, everything is overworking. Your digestive tract is overworking. So we really do have to change our health habits if we haven't already by, I would say, somewhere between 30 and 40, start looking at that change. Right. Do we have time for one more question or do one we really more. have to we wrap have to it up? Wrap, we have to okay, wrap it up. I need to ask you because as a coach, uh, now a life coach and a dating coach, but with, with someone who's had many, many years of fitness experience, I need to strike a balance with clients between self-improvement and self-acceptance. And it's it's a balancing act. And there, there is, I believe in both. And I want to, I want your opinion on it. And how do you advise your clients to 
strike a balance and not be just to be able to improve and and want to improve and yet be keep it within reasonable and and reasonable expectations it, yep. it, and be okay if they don't improve too. did you get all those questions Jill? It's a little sure compound. Get, get... okay <laughs> go ahead go ahead I can, I can talk about you know any any of this so one when it comes to changing your body or you know not wanting to accept your body as it is there's two things Number, so you have to accept if you have injuries or certain limitations, like I was born with a shallow hip socket. So my labrums tore, it was just something that was going to happen. I was born that way. I was born with, with a genetic predisposed condition for a bad spine. Almost everyone in my family has it. it was, I was going to get spinal stenosis. I did. I slipped a disc. I have spondylolithesis. Mm -hmm. And so these were all things that were brewing in my body that, that, that I was dealt that deck of cards. So we have to accept the deck of cards that we were dealt, but we never have to settle where we are. Like, oh, my back hurts when I exercise. You can definitely improve that. Oh, I just, I, I am a sugar addict. Excuse, you can change that. So I love what Daniel Amen, who's a, a psychiatrist, says. He's got like 10 books out on self-improvement and depression mm -hmm. and anxiety. And he says, uh, build on your strengths, strengthen your weaknesses. So if you know I'm a sugar addict or I don't like to exercise, whatever you're making excuses for, that's a weakness. And just build on that a little bit. Just try to make that a little bit better, right? You don't have to accept it. Uh, as a death sentence, or like you don't have to say, oh, I'm just overweight because my whole family is, you can lose some weight. You might not be able to lose 100 pounds because you might be have a, a, a there, it is proven that um, that obesity is largely inherited. There are genes and epigenetics that we do to turn it on, but we don't have to accept it for our whole life. We can lose 50 pounds, maybe not 100. So strengthen your weaknesses. Right. Okay. Build on your strengths. If you know that you have a really strong mindset, if you know your muscles build fast, if you know that you're a powerful person, build on what you're already good at. Maybe it's some sort of self-discipline. Build what you're good at and just strengthen a little bit more of what you're not so good at. Great. Great advice. Jill, let people know how they can find you. Okay, well, you can go to my website, jillbrownfitness.com. I've got multiple different programs available. So if you're somebody like me who suffers from chronic back issues, uh, right when COVID started, I got hard to work and I designed a 10-week program uh, to reverse back pain. So you can do that. Uh, I have it on sale right now for 50% off on my website. And then if you want to take me up on group coaching, I'm always willing to give you a first class free. And then if you say that you met me through Trevor and Robbie, I will give you a 50 percent discount on monthly unlimited classes all the classes you want to do six a week long ones and short ones one hour classes and 30 minute classes you can do both you can do one you can do the other and then if you just want to follow me on social media for daily motivation i'm on instagram at jill brown fitness and facebook at jill brown fitness boy she's got that down uh, oh yeah, by the way, private coaching too. I have a large coaching program. If you want to do the intermittent fasting, the workouts and everything that I talked about, we can get you in my VIP program too. It's on the website. And she's hot. <laughs> she is hot. How's your boyfriend? You doing all right? You must be killing But him. she's not single. Sorry. No, she's not single. <laughs> she's done being single. We I'm not, I'm, I'm not married, but I'm not single. Oh. Yeah. Darn. I've been with the same guy for 10 years. He's lucky. And, and, but it should that change? And he's getting he's he's shrinking. Call he's getting us. smaller and smaller and smaller. She's she's beating him up terribly. I can see that. <laughs> what happens? That's what happens when you marry a trainer. It was really well. You know what I'll say? Some people like there's some guys, Robbie, who I know you're not this guy, but obviously, <laughs> but there's some guys. I'm dating a trainer. They're like, or oh, I'm dating a yoga instructor. It's like, you know, it's like a it's like a bragging right so dating a trainer right it's his worst nightmare right. yeah and then some people are like oh shit i'm dating a trainer <laughs> yeah That's more like you know they want to brag on that all day long and tell them their friend oh my my girlfriend's a pilates instructor and you know I, I i feel both i'm both of those i I, feel, I am honored i'm dating a trainer i'm married to a trainer and then i'm thinking oh god i'm, dating, I'm married to a trainer yeah. so yeah it's a little bit of both well i think yeah. And sometimes I just can't, I can't separate the coach from the person because I'm a, you know, once a coach, always a coach, you can't help yourself. Mm. I cannot help myself. Mm. I'm the same way. Trevor. I, I, 
it's hard for me to to not i've learned i really was one of the big things like i'll tell you COVID a couple of times had us almost want to kill each other and it wasn't from COVID. it was you know just stress of our tenant moving out and before that there were like legal issues that we had to deal with because she was disabled and mm. like when when something that's something that's pretty stressful happens during COVID. it's like a magnifying glass and it blows it up you know so yes these things were stressful and then add COVID as the multiplier and it was like you know catastrophic stress so there were yeah a few gray hairs all right well jill this has been wonderful and uh, it's kind of thank a, you so yes, much i'm sure that trevor will be referring to this uh in our nightly discussions <laughs> we're gonna go, we'll go work out in the garage after this too so all right thank you, you we love Great you so much you. jill look I forward mean, to you guys you're socializing you're a favorite of the show i love you guys and of ours and we love you and hope to see you soon bye take care you bye-bye I'm Shadow Stevens with my friends Trevor and Robbie. See you next week on Done Being Single.